Okay, good morning. I hope everyone's well, and I hope this recording works. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, turn off the air conditioner and maybe quieter background. So, good morning. Uh, I hope you're well, wherever you are. Today is Wednesday, uh, Thursday, uh, May, <laughs> yow, uh, May 18, 2023. I want to, this will be another um, free associational uh, presentation or lecture talk where I'm going to, um, in a <laughs> unplanned or uh, non-systematic way, uh, talk about some of my reflections these days that I hope will be relevant to you uh, in terms of the, the title that I'm working from is Right View, Harmony, and the Apattivada. This, this sutta here called, it's uh, Apattividita, Apattividita, Apattividita. Patividita means unpenetrated. The ah means not. Patividita means penetrated. Penetrated means realized, means come to know. And so this is from Samutta Nikaya 1 7. And this is the, uh, the Vaga uh, called uh, Sagata. Actually, this is called uh, Sagata Vaga, section of verses. Devata Samyutta, uh, Deva, the, the Samutta of the, the chapters on the Devas, or associated with Devas. <laughs> Similar to, you know, we went through this Samutta Nikaya before. In fact, I might have even spoken on this long, long ago. This is Samutta Nikaya 1.7, Apati Vidita Sutta. Unpenetrated is the translation by Tanisaro. The, the gloss is, wake up by penetrating the nature of phenomena. And so, yes, it's associated with Gautama speaking, answering a deva who approaches him, as was common in the middle of the night during the, the deva questioning time, which was a feature of his uh, daily schedule. Uh, to be available for devas to uh, manifest in 3D space-time in front of him and ask questions. This was happening uh, at <laughs> during his lifetime, and um, people can think that's not true. Um, I don't have proof, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And um, uh, this is just another interesting point that people should not know. At a much earlier time in my own studies and practice, it was strange for me to think that uh, a being in this dimension could be finished with all dimensions. And then that, in fact, uh, the, the spiritual teachers, many actually, who are, um, who've had some type of realization, either from Advaita Vedanta or, and or Buddha Dhamma of the various yanas, the traditions, um, are higher than extraterrestrials. <laughs> they're more advanced than benevolent extraterrestrials, and in fact, they're more informed or more... They, they, they're further along the path, obviously, than devas. So devas we think of as angels. Uh, deva is the Sanskrit word means radiant or shining one. Uh, 
uh, it's commonly translated to angel. Um, really, it's higher, di higher dimensional benevolent being, non-physical benevolent spirit, benevolent being. It's not just a spirit floating around. So there's a lot of poor translation, as always. Uh, Gautama's being asked by a deva because the deva knows that Gautama uh, has superior attainment and wisdom and thus teaching and can help the deva. That's a whole other story of <laughs> devas coming to uh, a great being, a great human attained being for guidance. That does happen. So the deva, I'm going to read this uh, Apatti Vidita Sutta. Uh, it's particularly associated with um, a certain particular axis of realization and um, interpersonal conduct uh, in relation to views. So there's interpersonal relations and there's interpersonal relations associated with uh, right view, wrong view. Uh, now, you may feel we're edging closer to the personal um, for us today here in the world as it is now. Yeah, because part of what is very, very clear to me as I wrap up my trip to Thailand uh, is uh, the gulf between my perspective and uh, most everyone else's. Not about superior inferior, it's about view. Their view of the world, my view of the world. And it's not just here in Thailand, it's anywhere I would go, and it's anywhere many of us would go. It's anywhere many of us do go, and commonly we don't go there anymore. Family gatherings, small groups, certain types of uh, organizations, church, school, company, uh, any type, all sorts of uh, interpersonal gatherings, gatherings of small and large groups. Uh, people are talking, right? <laughs> Humans, they uh, use their mind and they speak. Uh, and what we may find is all sorts of views with which we disagree. And all sorts of views that we may think are mistaken. Uh, you know, like <laughs> uh, those who applaud the European EU leaders' uh, pledges to fill Ukraine endlessly with weaponry. Uh, applauding. Uh, okay, that's a view. That's their opinion of what's right conduct. Uh, the gulf between a relatively, I mean, you know, I'm not saying I have any kind of attainment at all, but hopefully we or I, we have relatively mature or maturing uh, spiritual view or view right view. We're maturing our right view, hopefully. And there's there, there are people who are not associated with, uh, you know, transpersonal psychology, self-help groups, any kind of personal growth orientation, uh, religion, metaphysics. Um, everyone else uh, doesn't really have that perspective. The importance of learning, <laughs> uh, coming to uh, learn and understand, learning, growing, helping, the learning um, begins before the growing. We've got to 
learn more of what truths are available or the principles of what healing balance self-understanding the nature the way of self-understanding the way of healing the nature of the chakras the nature of mind body spirit the nature of buddhist teachings on emptiness or no self insubstantiality tilakana whatever uh, all sorts of uh, teachings view we ought to we have been studying or looking into as well as alternative news and uh, discussion of uh, secret doings and <clears throat> the on exposing the countless lies that we've been told from human leadership <clears throat> we do that not many people do that and then the others who do that um, or our us ourselves get get locked in or we get lo we lock ourselves into certain rigid dogmatic positions and we should be careful about that so the quality of interpersonal relationship to some degree will relate to how compatible their views and ours happen to be and if we're unclear we will be taken astray or we will lead our we will allow ourselves to be led astray by others wrong views <clears throat> and Gautama's reply to the deva in the apatti vidita sutta samutakaya 1.7 is very much in harmony with what what 1500 years later uh linchi the uh, rinzai linchi 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 uh, Yixuan, the great teacher in china said just don't just don't be um you know confused by the deluding views of others just don't be taken in by the deluding delusions of others the deluding views the wrong view don't sign on to the wrong view of others this is very important meanwhile we are still slowly slowly developing a sense of right view uh, this is uh, the the I think the irreconcilability um, of our views and many other people's views irreconcilability between ourselves and others regarding view meaning what do we think we know um, is a big deal and so like I did this talk uh, collective irredeemability well there's also interpersonal irreconcilability or the irreconcilability mean cannot be reconciled their views and ours in some cases in in fact in most cases <laughs> with most people in fact perhaps with everyone to some degree there is an irreconcilability of view and so the i'll read the sutta this is tanasaro's translation uh and then i'm going to go to a very interesting document that I found it's a PDF on the Apatti Vidita Sutta, uh, which is uh, translated and annotated by a man named Pia Tan, Pia Tan, P I Y A, 2018. Very fine. It's a whole PDF on it. It's he calls it the discourse on the not penetrated, and Tanisaro he simply calls it unpenetrated, and that's the ah. Patividita, ah, means not, translate, not, not uh, penetrated. So let me read 
Tanisaro's uh, translation, make some comments, uh, look at Piatan's translation and commentary. Uh, it's an, it's a 14-page PDF, and I'm not going to get into all of it, but it's excellent. Very fine detail, really very, very helpful for advanced study of each sutta or all the suttas that he translated. I think Piatan is a man. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his work, his or her work, that much. So, okay, from Tanisaro on dhammatalks.org, Unpenetrated, the Apattividita Sutta, Samuttakaya 1.7, Samuttanikaya. Uh, Tanisaro's comment at the top, which shows his emphasis here, which is a little different than mine, He's saying, he wrote, in light of the question as to how to best translate the word Buddha, this sutta offers evidence in support of the translation, quote, awakened. The verses draw a direct connection between the two words, or two words derived from the same root. The adjective sambuddha, sambuddha, a variant of the word Buddha, and the word pabujatati, pabujati, pabujati, pabujati which in context clearly means to awaken from sleep. Pabujati. Awakening from sleep uh, associated with, um, you know, right knowing. <laughs> and then, of course, insights and uh, the four attainments. So the translation of the sutta goes this. Thus, <laughs> thus uh, shall I read. Standing to one side, a devata addressed the Blessed One with a verse. Quote, this is the verse from the deva. Those in whom phenomena are unpenetrated, may, who may be led by the teachings of others, asleep are they? They haven't awakened. It's time for them to awaken. <laughs> this is some devata who's basically saying, I know something, Gautama, let me tell you what I know. I know that those in whom phenomena are unpenetrated, who may be led by the teachings of others, Asleep are they, they haven't awakened, it's time for them to awaken. And the Gautama's reply, those in whom phenomena are well penetrated may not be led by the teachings of others. Awakened through right knowing, they go among the discordant harmoniously. Those in whom phenomena are well penetrated may not be led by the teachings of others. Awakened through right knowing, they go among the discordant harmoniously. Tanisaro picks up on the musical analogy here with his footnote one uh, to the word harmoniously, the last word of the sutta. He says, dissonant and harmoniously, right, the, con the, the polarity here of dissonance versus consonance, or dissonant and harmonious, Translate visama and sama. So there's sama and visama, which literally mean uneven and even. So harmony as uh, a translation of the word that very literally means even. Why should it not, <laughs> you know, why should it, I mean, God bless Tanisaro for telling us, thank you uh, here for us non poly scholars that actually the word uh, sama means even, not harmonious. Or initially, the root 
meaning or closer to a root meaning seems to be the word even. Uh, derive uh, that then is derive uh, is modified or or <laughs> helpfully given to us by the translators as the word harmonious. He goes on. Throughout ancient cultures, the terminology of music was to describe the moral quality of people and actions. So music, uh, as an analogy for morality in mind. Discordant intervals or poorly tuned musical instruments were metaphors for evil. Harmonious intervals and well-tuned instruments, metaphors for good. Ra has said, Ra has done the same thing. In Pali, the term sama, uh, sama means is commonly translated as right, <laughs> right? Uh, it's very common actually translated as right, particularly the the eight uh, uh, eightfold noble path is about eight types of sama, no? Uh, but it's translated as right speech, right action, right livelihood, the the shila conduct behavior morality group. But you could also say uh, even speech, <laughs> even action, even livelihood. Even? Eh? He goes on. Um, in Pali, the term sama or even described an instrument tuned on pitch. So that's where you get harmonious. So right speech particularly is harmonious speech. Uh, it's even, it's well-tuned euphonious it may not it, it i mean gautama always almost always spoke with pleasant tone meaning not harsh or malicious i mean never malicious but there were a couple of instances where he was like <laughs> attacked or perjured or something or there was a monk that was doing something that was extremely harmful to the sangha uh where he seemed to be quite angry and his words could be taken for sure as harsh speech, calling, I think, some monk who gave way to his mo his ex-wife's mother-in-law's plea to make a baby with uh, her daughter, and he did, and Gautama blasted him and said, you know, you stupid fool, you stupid idiot, or something, because it would basically, his example would, would potentially lead some monks astray. They would... Um, falling, fall in with his possible wrong view, which is that what he did was okay because it was just once, and it was it was his wife anyway, and it's just you know to do to make his uh, mother-in-law or ex-mother-in-law happy. Gautama's speech to him seemed quite harsh and angry, but this is a useful. Uh, and then eventually, there's there's bringing sama to your mind. <laughs> which is much more challenging to be free of the disharmony of grasping aversion ignorance, particularly uh, aversion. I mean, for some, it's grasping and desire or self-pity or fear. These are out-of-tune emotional manifestations or emotional process. You know, Ross saying, for the fully balanced entity, no situation would have emotional charge. Emotional charge is the manifestation of chakra blockage and is a distortion, is, is evidence of distortion, which we all have to some degree, actually. And so uh, evidence of distortion is a dis disharmonious 
um, mental, you know, disharmonious manifestation or a manifestation of disharmony. Not sama, but visama, which means dissonant. So morality is harmonious. Morality itself, in speech and conduct particularly, makes harmony, it, it is of harmony, and it makes or generates harmony. And so this um, association of um, sama with um, a description of well-tuned instrument or harmonious music uh, to indicate the nature of the goal, whether it's the goal regarding bit eight of the, the noble truths, right? Uh, the goal uh, that we call moral conduct or morality or shila, pansa shila, that we call uh, not infringing on the law of one, <laughs> same, not, not, in, not, not violating the free will of, infringing on the free will of others, is of harmony, um, is of proportionality, is of symmetry. Uh, and has a euphony, euphony, eu phony, uh, euphony, mm, a lot of that these days. But the other one is euphony, euphonious, as a pleasantly, so pleasantly uh, sounding. This is a very important point. Uh, and, and, and in fact, <laughs> at a little deeper level of the process, wrong view which would be called visama, um, I forgot the word for view, diti, samaditi, uh, samaditi as right view, visamaditi as wrong view. When we hear wrong view, we may well feel a discordant note has been struck. You know, when my mother tells me Chuck Schumer is a, is a really good man, <laughs> there's a cringe there's a there's a needle skip uh, in my mind um, that she would believe such a such a thing is benevolent or uh, to be admired admirable so um, wrong view jangles uh, right view soothes is euphonious harmonious uh, pleasant, actually. So it's not just the pleasant sound of right speech being not harsh, not malicious, not uh, uh, divisional or uh, uh, splittest, meaning trying to split and make divisions in communities or between people. Uh, that which is right uh, view is uh, is of the good and the true and the beautiful. So there's a certain beauty to what's good and true. What's true is good and beautiful. What's good is truly beautiful. <laughs> and beauty, um, in some sense, I think is is like a blend of heart and mind. Uh, proportionality and symmetry, right? The the uh, symmetrical and proportional, geometrically, you know, harmonious snowflake uh, geometry, like this. Anyway, uh, 
Thanissaro concludes this and says, there's a famous passage where Gautama, the Buddha, reminds Sona Kulvisa, who'd been overexerting himself in the practice, <clears throat> that the lute sounds appealing only if the strings are neither too taut nor too lax, but, quote, evenly tuned, so sama. <clears throat> so tuning, uh, the, the mind must be tuned. The mind is tuned basically by, uh, you know, Hushila Samadhi Prajna, by deep study and application of what we've learned, distillation of the principles, contemplation of principles, distillation of those principles and application of those principles to our life as much as we can. Uh, he goes on, this image of not too tight, not too loose would have special resonances with the Buddha's teaching on the middle way, right? The middle way is sama, is even or harmonious. It's well-tuned. It also adds meaning to the term samana, monk or contemplative, in which texts frequently mention as being derived from the word sama, right, or even. The word samana, samanya, evenness, that that is, that that is a term for a practitioner, a contemplative, samana, shamana, shramana, samanya, evenness, the quality of being in tune, also means the quality of being contemplative. So a seeker seeks to be in tune, seeks the harmony and beauty of the good and the true, right? The good and the true. Good and bad are relative, they're illusory, they're empty, ya, 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 fine. But the way to freedom from illusory or <laughs> all 31 planes um, includes a, a careful respect for relative truth, as far as I can tell, as far as I know. So don't, don't um, empty quality from dualistic, illusory, relative terminology, like right and wrong, good and bad, and up and down, and better and worse. Don't, don't, uh, uh, don't void prematurely. <laughs> that because uh, it's an intellectual trick. If you think that you're in emptiness, you're probably making a fantasy. Or if there's any identity left at all, um, uh, the final fetters have not been finished. So, <clears throat> but Samana as contemplative, Shramana uh, as the one whose seeking is even or seeking. And um, we need to stay in balance, you know, being in balance, stopping to get back into balance is commonly necessary rather than advancing further while still out of balance. And so Ra talks about healing and balance. Healing is the is from the, the whole, the Greek holos. Uh, holos means one or whole or unified. Uh, balance is the way to whole. Balance, obviously, is still working, the relative working, right? Where you find impatience, find the corresponding patience. So, <clears throat> yes, <laughs> um, there is right and wrong, up and down, relative truth, right and wrong, better and worse, good and bad, true and false, beauty and ugly. There, that is relatively true. 
I mean, there's a difference between kissing, kissing on the cheek and punching on the nose. <laughs> yes, there is a difference. And so, uh, this is just for those who've uh, prematurely <laughs> applied sunya. The word samana, evenness, the quality of being in tune, also means quality of being contemplative. The true contemplative is always in tune with what's proper and good. Uh, that's idealistic, I would say. The true contemplative um, seeks, <laughs> is committed to seeking to be in tune with what's proper and good, which is right, not wrong, or good, not bad, or true, not false. The true contemplative seeks uh, ever-deepening uh, sama, <clears throat> ever-deepening harmony, balance, uh, harmony. You see, the harmony comes from balance. Balance is the, the balancing of polarity or distortion by, by realizing the identity of uh, the, poles, the poles of the polarity. Find the corresponding patience. That balancing, however you do it, and that's a whole other matter, the practice of healing and balance different than the theory of healing and balance. <clears throat> but the practice of healing and balance uh, is the way to harmony. <laughs> it's the way to samma. And so he goes on, uh, Tanisaro concludes, this verse has an added play on words in that the term well-penetrated, which is, uh, uh, what? Pativita? Pativita? Sorry. The term well-penetrated can also mean well-tuned. So penetrated <laughs> can also mean tuned, rightly tuned. That's interesting. Now when we get to the uh, translation and annotation by Pia Tan, 2018, very well done. He is first, his first point is the sutta significance. It says the apatti vidi tat sutta 17, samutta nikaya 17, like the jagara sutta preceding it has only two verses, the first of which is the deity's riddle, which sounds more like the deity sort of stating his understanding, followed by the Buddha's answer, which is also a riddle. I don't see the riddling here, but okay. Uh, here in Samutta Nikaya 1.7, the Buddha's answer stands in contrast to the deity's verse, right? So the deity is talking about unpenetrated, and Gautama is talking about penetrated, or realized, or the attainment, the, the attainment of right view by experience, rather than by right view simply by logical or analysis. Which can, it, 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 it does seem, you know, my understanding of Buddhism is limited, but there does seem to be multiple paths. This is whether it's from Gautama or from Abhidhamma later. I'm not sure. But there do seem to be ways to insight <clears throat> other than, uh, other than uh, by the catalyst of sitting practice or, or insight in samadhi, in concentration. Uh, like by analysis. Using the mind carefully uh, can actually make energy breakthroughs, can can break, can block, unblock lower chakra blockages, <clears throat> or bring energy up to fifth, sixth chakra. Right thinking, right contemplation. It's not really part of the, maybe it is, <laughs> one of the eightfold noble path. But right contemplation is important, whether it's a Buddhist term or not. And in many ways. Um, one will know that one's doing it evenly or harmoniously 
when there's um, uh, the the epiphany of um, a breakthrough to an understanding you hadn't had before. It again, <clears throat> the gulf between some of us and most of them is growing. And there's no pride to that. It's just the fact, and it's just a matter of view. And the uh, <clears throat> the importance of that comment of, of of commenting on that reality. I think it's a reality that, in terms of what we know or what we think we know, or what we believe or our view, and that of others, view of purpose of life view of the nature of self, the nature of mind, uh, the importance of morality, the nature of morality, the nature of right conduct, that there is right conduct, that there is a metaphysical, that there is um, a greater reality unseen, that we are being lied to, that there is a genocide in play, that these leaders that smile and continually tell us how good they are, they continually tell us, some do, how virtuous they are, how benevolent they are, there's no benevolent person that does that. None. Zero. Benevolent people are humble to the point of basically not speaking much about the self. The, the human leaders are profoundly self-referential and vain and arrogant and conceited and foolish. And, and most people follow, whether it's political or media or medical or religious or juridical, uh, judicial, legislative, they follow their leaders because they're not too different from them. And, and those, you know, strangers in a strange land are no better, we're no better, but we really are different. And, and you can say more evolved, but uh, there is no evolution actually in the view of, uh, <laughs> there, is, there is no better or worse, there is no time and space. <laughs> time and space is illusory okay but you better deal with it rightly to get out of it or be finished with it truly so mm, our perspectives on a on a whole <laughs> a whole boatload of issues and and phenomena and facts of life or matters of importance to the person to a person to any person our perspectives and theirs are uh, terminally incompatible terminal incompatibility <laughs> to me that that's my view maybe i'm a bad guy but i don't think so <clears throat> terminal incompatibility this is a very big deal and so okay well we don't we, we we wish to neither fall into despair nor anger nor a futile attempting to change them nor uh, unwise following along with their wrong view or any wrong view so we should root out our own wrong view so it's good to give them a listen and then decide for yourself Gautama probably I think taught that you know just because you respect me he said doesn't mean what I'm saying it doesn't mean that <clears throat> doesn't mean that what I say is true or that you should take it as true just because you respect me, just because it's logical, just because it makes sense, just because it feels good, just because you like how you're feeling hearing it, just because you had an aha, doesn't mean <clears throat> you should simply take it as fact. Uh, practice and see for yourself. 
practice and see for yourself. Uh, beautiful teaching. Not, you need more Bible study. Not, you should shut them down and don't listen to them because they're evil and wrong view. They're, they're, don't listen to them, shut them. No, no, not at all. Listen to whoever you wish to. Or listen to whoever's talking to you to at least understand where they're coming from. But you'll probably find if they're talking about <laughs> life or self or purpose um, or law, uh, which they think there is none, uh, higher law, uh, cosmic, divine, universal, universal law, not human, um, you, you may well find that their views are profoundly distorted. And that doesn't has to bring to any, we don't have to go into any judgmental or, or looking down on. But, you know, this is not a world of uh, <laughs> uh, pervasive right view. So, uh, back to Piatan. While the deity warns of our being asleep, that is, ignorant, so that we're easily taken in by views and preachings of others, the Buddha declares that those who are self-awakened or those are self-awakened, that's English, are not misled by others and fare, quote, evenly, that is, harmoniously, in the world. <clears throat> and that, that's the big purpose here. That, that's the point of this sutta, is to, exp in answering the deva, which I wouldn't even call a deity, in answering the deva, the higher dimensional benevolent being, who may or may not be uh, of the angelic hierarchy, I mean, probably it's just the fourth or fifth or sixth density uh, confederation group member, actually. It's just some uh, soul who hasn't, uh, who, who didn't have the chance, who didn't have an available womb to take birth uh, 30 years uh, before Gautama's ministry, or 20 years before, um, coming f straight from higher dimensional uh, realm. The key is uh, to know for yourself, uh, I, again, it was Lin Chi said, just don't accept the deluding views of others, nor <laughs> get stuck in aversion, anger, argumentation, oppositionalism, nor despair <laughs> at the incompatibility or terminal incompatibility. So we can, you know, it's not a matter of don't feel despair or don't feel rage or don't feel pity or don't force. Do what you do, but look at what you do. And, and as a couple of people rightly said, the, a few people, uh, I think, Bhikkhu Bodhi, maybe, Tanasaro, and some others, um, some others that I criticize. Um, I don't criticize them too much, but um, Gautama's great gift to the world is the teaching of sati. Sati is basically like, right, you know, mindfulness, but it's non-grasping attentiveness, I think, or I'd put it in those words, which is to look at the mind, Detach from, witness the mind. Don't identify with the mind, or try to recognize that you don't have to identify with mind. That's why, you know, at a radical level, Nityananda talking of, quote, his self, saying, this one here, this one here, this expression of the one here is not an I, 
it's this this <laughs> this uh, manifestation of the one this one this particular one here okay fine but until we're finished with self um, it's useful to know the self <laughs> so that um, so that we continue the seeking of sama, the seeking of harmony, or even, or the harmonious, the good and the true, that leads to <clears throat> beauty and harmony. And that's what insight's all about, or uh, insight and awakening. To whatever extent we have uh, true understanding, not superficial, but true understanding of core principles, uh, of uh, this one here, the self, so-called, and the path, and the goal, and the practices, and the pitfalls, and the options, you know, the, the, and the laws of karma and the karmic process. <clears throat> to whatever extent we have uh, samaditi, right view, or even harmonious view, view in truth, uh, we are much settled for the future. And to the extent that there's insight or awakening, moments of awakening, whether it's through practice or outside practice or biological mind work or, or quiet um, reception of, of the breakthrough and the light, light opening, um, we are forever changed. We are forever changed. And that's the difference between integration and thinking, knowing and thinking. Thinking as surface, knowing as whole, whole of, whole of government, whole of system, mind, body, spirit, knowing a recognition or integration, a deeper integration of the truth, not simply thinking it or intellectually talking of it. So, okay, let me see the time, forty-two oh four. So. <clears throat> Uh, Pietan explains down on page, this is 123 of a longer text uh, from Dharma, Dharma Fairer, dharmafairer.org. Uh, let me see something. That's all these numerings. Anyway, uh, point one two two one point two point two. Apatividita and Supatividita. Apatividita, he said, come from the negative past participle Pativijanati to recognize. It means Apatividita means to not comprehended or not understood, not recognized. So when there's wrong view, let's say, mistaken view, distortions in view. Um, there is a lack of recognition of, of a reality. And so knowing and recognition, uh, self-recognition or uh, the nature of self being recognized, the recognition that this statement conforms to phenomena better than your statement, something like that. This statement or view conforms to phenomena uh, better than my previous statements called beliefs or views. 
And again, there can be felt, and in fact, this, this is the answer to how do we develop discernment? How do we know when something is right or not right or true or not true? It's not that simple, first of all, because there are levels of truth. To say all is one, just to say that there are many trees is a truth based on my common, our common visual perception in this dimension. To say that all the many is one is also true. Based on what? Well, it depends on the person. If the person's had the experience of non-duality, or at least unity, or the resolution of manyness, then they're saying that from experience. If one has had that insight, one has had a direct perception that this appearing many is in fact truly one. Okay. Uh, this is another level of truth. To say there's no many and there's no one is another level of truth. To say that nothing can be spoken or concept um, is maya, concept is, is fraud, <laughs> concept is, is empty of substantiality. Kalpana, kalpana. There's no value to concept in some sense or there's a value but essentially it's not it's not a statement of reality uh, reality can be known but all statements are illusory or false in a sense that's another level of truth perhaps if you believe it if you think that's true it's another level so it's not that simple to say what's true what's not true because there are levels of truth and you know if i'm looking up at the ceiling um the fact of the floor um, is is not mentioned. Uh, when the person's looking down the floor, like touching the elephant, right? Looking down at the floor, I say, there's a floor. The other guy says, no, there's a ceiling. How about, I'm seeing a floor. Okay, I'm seeing a ceiling. Hmm, are they connected? Hmm, let's keep looking. Or, hmm, this feels like, uh, it, it feels like a tree trunk but I don't know if it is. Or this feels like a trumpet, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the same elephant. Or maybe it's an elephant. Who knows? But this is not, you know, you may think this stupid talk, but actually um, the thicket of views <laughs> is, is not uh, to be uh, tangled in, or we should be very careful. And so... It's a big issue because what happens when humans get together is they talk. Yeah, right? And for us, we are somewhat keyed to, or I am tuned to, view. Meaning, I want to know where you're coming from. What you think about this and that. I mean, pretty much it's usually pretty easy to see right away or pretty quickly. But um, it's shocking to me how people can have diametrically opposed antithetical beliefs. One person says, you know, God talked to me to, to smite thine enemies. The other one says, there's no God. All right. Um, are they both right? Are they both wrong? Uh, how do you deal with people? I mean, you deal however you want. You know, so it's not like I'm going to tell you, like I know, <laughs> do this, then you'll be saved. Or this is the right way all the time. But there is the fact of uh, incompatible view between people and groups. There is the fact of penetrating or not penetrating universal metaphysical truths. 
and uh, some have some and most have none. Meanwhile, those that have no you know, metaphysical view may have fine morality and they're very nice people or they're very helpful or they know things I don't know for sure. So all that needs to be taken into account. <laughs> then when we get to the other one, Pati uh, Vidita uh, or Supati Vidita as the positive past participle of this Pativi Janata, Janati, Janati, um, means well comprehended, fully understood, fully penetrated. Uh, where Gautama at one point in the Brahmajala Sutta said, the different dispositions of beings have been fully penetrated by the Blessed One. That's what we're trying to do here, or when we when we feel a jangle, a dis, uh, disharmonious note, a bad note badly played, when we hear the views of others, if we hear another speaking their view, we can then recognize that there may be an issue here. Maybe what they've spoken is truly wrong view, or maybe my view is wrong. My view, my current view may be mistaken, or the view I just heard is mistaken. The, the, the greater the development, absolutely, the more harmony, har harmony the being is in, the more harmony of the being, and therefore their views as well. Um, I think, uh, I don't know, it was Lin, uh, Lao Tzu or Chang Tzu was saying that small minds have a sort of shrill, harsh quality of speaking. Small-minded people have a certain brash, harsh, uh, unpleasant, forced, feverish kind of way of speaking. Um, but that the sage, the Chanran, you know, is beyond all that. And so that's what we're seeking is to uh, keep heart open and acknowledge wrong view. And acknowledge that whatever view we hold is also relative because all view is relative, actually. If you want to get to a deeper level, to say, you know, there's no self, or there is a self, or God is all love, or God is infinity, or the absolute is indefinable. There's, there's truth all over the place. Uh, but one way to develop discernment is to be particularly sensitive to this, the, the harmony, non-harmony at the mental Mental, it, it, it's really hearing others' opinions, their statements, and letting it affect us, feeling it, receiving it, listening, being receptive, and letting it affect us, <laughs> letting them, their speaking affect us, uh, not controlling our experience, inner experience, meaning... Uh, letting ourselves have a natural, whatever, spontaneous, authentic emotional reaction, if any, to what they're saying, as well as a spontaneous, authentic, you know, honest reaction in thinking of hearing what they're saying, their view. And then um, when, when there, there's this sense that there's something wrong here, that's, um, you know, visama. That's what it means to be uh, disharmonious or uh, unevenly tuned, not well-tuned, poorly tuned, untuned. 
So uh, we're tuning ourselves <laughs> by our study, in some sense. Uh, and let me just, uh, I think that that's really all I wanted to say about apatti vidita, apatti vidita sutta. Um, the key here that Gautama's reply is the core, obviously. Those in whom phenomena are well penetrated are truly known. Phenomena, right? Phenomena. That's what we're talking about. The, particularly the, the, the five skandhas, right? The, the uh, nama rupa, form, name and form. Thinking, feeling, perception, sensation, body, objects in the world, other people, consciousness or identity itself, inner and outer phenomena of, of the material world, of the mind, of relationship, concept, thought, paranormal phenomena, higher dimensional reality to whatever extent, higher self, guides, anything. Uh, when there's, um, you know, as there's deepening understanding, um, meaning phenomena are well penetrated or increasingly well penetrated, um, we are increasingly disinterested in others' wrong view. Doesn't mean that others only speak wrong view. But when there's a wrong view in play, we're increasingly jangled and not necessarily um, harmed by it, but we'll feel it. You know, the more still the lake, the more sensitive to tiny vibratory activity. Tiny, you know, in a roiling storm, the uh, ripples from a pebble dropped gently uh, are not seen <laughs> because their eclipse are overshadowed by the roiling waves. When there's uh, near absolute stillness or increasing stillness or great stillness, um, a hair dropped upon the surface of the pond, uh, the ripples are seen. The vibrations are determined or, or recognized. So increasing subtlety of recognition as the result of increasing stillness of, uh, you know, body, mind, spirit, or mind, or chit. And if you want to, <laughs> if you think that uh, Buddhism and Advaita Vedanta don't get along, uh, there's a, I'll send this link later, I'm not going to talk about it, but there's a <laughs> super interesting uh, transcription subtitled from Mahabua one of the most important, one of the biggest heavy hitters of the Thai forest tradition in the last 150 years, talking, it's called Mahabua Weeps for Humanity. <laughs> He's basically talking about, I think, breaking the eighth fetter, how he destroyed or could see through the illusory uh, perception or chitta of um, identity or an apparent center point to uh, boundless awareness. <laughs> How there, there really is no substantial center point to um, awareness. And so, uh, this also um, is uh, an insight 
that I mean, obviously, all the all the recognitions, breaking all the fetters, leaves us changed, and leaves us more sensitive to um, recognition of distortion, like vibration, uh, on of a hair dropped into a still pond, uh, when even a boulder <laughs> wouldn't be recognized during a tempest and a roiling. Uh, ocean, you know, water, ocean storm or storm on the on the water, water storm. So increasing sensitivity is inevitable uh, as we continue. Uh, increasing, for me personally, increasing recognition of the incompatibility, irreconcilability of um, my view and many others' view, which is really our perspectives and many others' perspectives. That that shouldn't that, that should be expected. The recognition of uh, increasing distinction between how we see thing, how we see phenomena, and how others see phenomena, and then we basically have to um, allow and then accept and then come to balance with our distorted reactions. Our distorted emotional charge reaction uh, response to the catalyst of the hopeless situation. It's hopeless if we attempt if we're seeking to change their thinking. It's hopeless if we're seeking to be in harmony and peace with them. It's very possible, just not by way of or associated with or including inclusive of trying to change their view. And so Gautama say, okay, those in whom phenomena are well penetrated may not be led by the teachings of others. They won't fall for the deluding views of others. Uh, and then the final statement on the verse, his reply, awaken through right knowing, uh, not right view, <laughs> right knowing. Uh, awaken through right knowing, they go among the discordant harmoniously. They go among the discordant harmoniously. Let me just see something. And from Piatan, his full translation, and that's how we'll come to the clo closing here, if I can. Um, yeah, much better than Tanisaro, actually. Hmm. Uh, he, this is uh, for page 14 of the PDF. The Discourse on the Not Penetrated 1 originating in Savati, Shravati, Savati, standing at one side, the deity uttered, or the deva, uttered this verse in the Blessed One's presence, saying, those who have not penetrated the true realities are led into the words of others. They sleep on, they wake not. It is time for them to waken. Nicely put. Those who have not penetrated true realities are led into the words of others. They sleep on, they wake not, it's time for them to waken. Then Gautama replies, the Blessed One replies, Those who have well penetrated the true realities are not led into the words of others. These self-awakened ones of the right true knowledge, they fare evenly amongst the uneven. 
<laughs> Lovely. And so not a single reality, but uh, the true realities is a term and true versus false. Yes. Not led into the words of others, led into like a sheep into the pen or slaughter. These self-awakened ones, and in fact, you know, all awakening is self-awakening, actually. Even Shaktipat has that. These self-awakened ones, that's what we're trying to do here. Continue self-awakening. Gautama used the word self. Uh -oh. And he used the words right, true knowledge, meaning right, not wrong, and true, not false. Hmm. Right, true knowledge. They fare evenly amongst the uneven. Uh, on, honestly, um, they're not going to be a lot of people that we can agree with deeply, um, broadly, regarding view of this life we're living. Thus, we really need to drop it, <laughs> the um, commitment to change other people's views which actually means teaching and talking with the expectation to change those who disagree. I mean, I'm teaching or talking, at least it's talking, and uh, I think it's good to be talking and we should let ourselves talk freely. But if, you are, if we're there to change their view and we get emotionally um, involved, um, we have fallen. And so... You know, those who know something ought to speak freely, but they also ought to know that uh, the other is very likely to, to take a little. And so, anyway, uh, for me, I would just say I, I had to face a bit of grief and uh, sorrow at the reality that... Um, Many are like sheep led to the slaughter, and many will continue in pain because they don't want to listen to means of removing pain. And they follow those that abuse them because they trust words. They are led into the words of others. <laughs> they don't know. And so, uh, take it to the bank. Um, the level of development of most people is being clearly shown today. And those that trust human authorities significantly, all those different categories and institutions of authority, no less, <laughs> they, they, are, are, they know less than their deceivers. They're uh, duller, duller than their deceivers. And they've chosen and they have a right to be sleeping or as they wish as they are all right so to be peaceful and harmonious within that social complex i think is a great piece of work actually i, I respect those who've become harmonious in it but if you look at uh Mabua, even Mabua sort of has <laughs> a moment of contempt <laughs> at least the translation He's kind of talking about the people listening to him, like f their minds. I'm not not like you with your mind flopping around. <laughs> Was something a paraphrase of something he said? Okay, so um, increasing sensitivity is a sign of progress. We thus will feel more. Uh, 
the way of healing and coming to even or sama harmony uh, is a deepening of our commitment to what's good and true uh, and a uh, bravery to feel pain um, as we um, come to uh, recognize and accept and integrate more truth, truths that we don't quite like, something like that. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. That's it for today. Uh, next week, I think I'll do a talk and uh, slowly we'll get back to the regular schedule in June. So I hope you're well. Uh, thanks for listening. Take good care of yourselves. See you next time and good night.